Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What you're about to hear is a special preview of our new premium, private, and ad-free podcast, More Personal. It's typically only available for the highest two levels of supporters of About Progress. You can check out all the benefits supporters get and sign up at aboutprogress.com support. Welcome to More Personal, where we lean into the personal side of personal development. I'm Monica Packer, and today I want to welcome our resident podcast manager and excellent conversationalist, Taylor Rockwood. Welcome. Hello, hello. Today's feature is casual convos, and this is where we have casual chats on topics that range from casual to not so casual. I think today's kind of going to be in between, actually. As I was prepping for this, I thought, oh, this is more serious than I thought it was going to be, and in good ways, too. Yeah, so how about okay. you? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Taylor, how about you introduce our topic for today? Okay, so we thought we'd start things off by talking about influencers. And uh, tell us why you picked this topic today, Monica. So I picked this topic because in the fall, we did a couple gatherings with people from the About Progress community. And in one of them, one of the people who came, um, we had a great night. It was a great conversation we had, but but she was uh, wanted to talk about influencers. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's talk about it. But I realized as we were talking about it, 
she was asking questions as if I were one. And I was like, I think you are. We've already reached an argument. No, I'm kidding. I know. I think you are. In a good way. That's so funny. And that's what we're going to talk about. Because when she's asking these insider-like questions, and I'm like, I am not an influencer. Um, But it, it, it has helped me think about like, okay, what are our thoughts on this world, on this profession? on this culture and how can we kind of come to some helpful conclusions about it, even if they're different conclusions than maybe other people carry, because it is such an important part of our adult lives, I think, and the social media world, just the whole influencing world. I agree. So let's start with just talking about what our rating would be. If from a one to 10, 10 being the most in terms of how much we say we could say or think on a topic, what's your rating? I think I'm like a 10, which I don't know if that's embarrassing or not, but I have always, I've been a longtime blog reader. Like I sort of consider that to be the origin of influencering. Um, Mm -hmm. I was reading other people's blogs that I didn't know in college. I mean, Mm -hmm. so 10 plus years ago, 12 years ago. And then I just sort of followed those, those people to other platforms. So I just feel like I have a, a long history on the topic, maybe. Um, what about you? you? Know, as you're saying that, I I feel the same. I like a lot of these people I started following on Instagram were the people that I, I, I was reading their blogs. Yeah. And that just showed me how much even further back it goes, like mm-hmm. even further than Instagram mm-hmm. or TikTok. Um, so I say my rating is probably I thought it was an eight, but now I'm like, no, I think I have a lot more. Actually, it's probably in a 10, I, too. I know. I know. I just was like, I don't want to go all to the extremes. But yeah, I think I do have a lot to say. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about it. And actually, let's start with defining influencers. Because this is, to me, why I felt confused. Why she was asking me insider questions and why I don't think I qualify. So I'm going to start with my definition. And then I want to hear yours. To me, influencers are online personas. I wrote this out, so I'm going to read it like a Webster's Dictionary. Online personas who use their bigger followings to leverage income via affiliate marketing and sponsored posts and stories. And if I were to put it in different words, too, I almost like we kind of see a little bit more about their life, like almost reality TV, like we know about them, their families, what they're doing day to day, also mixed with selling and they become a whole brand. It's not just a person. They're a brand. Um, What Mm -hmm. about you? How would you define it? I agree with that definition, that like um, very technical definition. I agree. <laughs> What's technical? And <laughs> I I see people who are influencers as as hard workers. Like I see that as a, a profession, full time for some people, part time for other people. And I don't like when it's, oh, it's just influencing because yeah. I think that can almost be like not enough. And I've started to see, and I think it's fine when influencers call themselves content creators too, mm-hmm. because there is a lot of behind the scenes work that goes into just that content creation. Yeah. Um, that is part of being a professional influencer. Oh, for sure. And I love the grace that you're giving that because when I first hear the word influencers, I don't have such a grace filled feeling in, <laughs> in my heart. I wonder why. Like, I think it's because of my own fears about how people view and judge influencers who are outside of the social media world. 
And I realized I've kind of internalized that, like just them thinking, oh, they're just people who only care about themselves. They just have the camera on themselves. They're just like selling things and they get made fun of a lot. Um, And so, you know, I think influencers themselves get made fun of by other Mm -hmm. people. And a lot of it can be funny. And they're they're, a lot of it, like they are good at taking their own jokes or poking fun Mm -hmm. at themselves. But I think my the reason I haven't considered myself an influencer is because, one, I don't really sell much. And that may need to change. To be <laughs> honest, that may yeah. need to change. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that takes a lot of work, as you said. It takes yeah. so much more work than people know to get links from like to know it and like mm-hmm. create those. You are the ones who created the graphics for graphics. us. We've done those. Yeah. Like it takes a ton of work, but I haven't sold much online. So that's one of the reasons. And the other is because I do try to share parts of my life, but the ones that seem relevant to what we are doing here, like what our umbrella is here with personal development and growth and identity and women and all that kind of stuff. So I had one of our friends from Walnut Creek, we were talking about influencers. And I I had said that, like, I don't really consider myself an influencer. And he's like, maybe more of a thought leader. And like, when he said that, I'm like, I like that. But I also now I'm like, well, maybe that's just me patting myself on the back. Like, I'm not like other girls. I'm not an influencer. I'm a thought leader. I think you need to be okay with patting yourself on the back (laughs) if it's warranted in the same way of like, it could be okay to be an influencer. It could be okay to be a thought leader. Like people are looking to consume content no matter what. I, Mm -hmm. I don't know why that is, but they are. So if you're able to put good content out there, whether it is links, whether it is, you know, personal development thoughts, I'm like, go for it. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's how, here's what we should do. I think, I think we should break it down a little bit more about Mm -hmm. the issues people do have that maybe I've internalized. And why I'm like, yeah, fearful of being called an influencer. I mean, I had someone at church the other day say, oh, so-and-so said you're an influencer. I was like, what? I am not, you know? Okay. But I, again, I think, I think it's my own, I've like internalized this misogyny. Uh, Let's, let's hear what you don't appreciate about influencing. What may bother you about it? And I'll share myself. Okay. So this, this might be really specific, but only because this is something I've talked about. I've actually talked about it with my sister before. No, I'm going to drag her into this. But the thing, the, the thing that rubs me the wrong way sometimes is when an influencer starts to voice frustration over the way their audience is behaving when the behavior is from something they've created. Like if someone is like, oh, you all need to stop tagging me in this meme. But it's like they all think it's funny because you once said it was funny. There's a weird parasocial relationship, okay? okay? You as an influencer are one person and you have potentially thousands of people who like think maybe you're their best friend, but you're not because you're one person, right? And that can be weird. And then when influencers act bothered by their audience, I'm just like, well, but wouldn't you not be who you are without that audience? Sure. I don't know. I've never even thought of. Okay. Can you think of another example? You don't have to be super specific because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Um, I mean. Okay. So if. If people, okay, so like for you, like if everybody was always tagging and being like, this is who we want to see on the podcast, get this person, get this person, like we want this person. And then if that made you mad one day, 
Hmm. It, it, people would feel like, oh, but I thought like you're a podcaster. Like, aren't you looking for guests? Because they don't see sure. the behind the scenes of getting the guest maybe. Oh, so okay. how would they know to that that's bothersome almost? Like it's, okay. ki- it's kind of hard to explain, but. You've just seen people do this. You've seen influencers yeah. complain a bit like stop tagging me this or like is it even stop DMing me? Yeah, in general, maybe. Or... Oh, okay. That's, yeah, that's a good example. Like, um, stop DMing me, asking me for this link. Like, it's tagged on like to know it. And I mean, okay, mm-hmm. I, I, I get that. I'm sure that is annoying. But aren't those links like how you've built this crowd? Yeah. Maybe that's the best example because that's specific. But, and I, and like people who are mean or different, you know, I understand. And, and you don't owe your audience anything as an influencer, but I do think it's a little bit funny when people get mad, but it's like, but that's why everybody is here with you. Yeah, I get that. I know it's funny. It's it's making me um just think about that's probably one of the reasons why I don't feel like I'm an influencer, just that link stuff alone. Um, I'm someone asked, I don't show my house much. And the re- reason why is because whenever I do, I get a lot of requests for links. Yeah. And and um, not because my house is awesome. I'm like, most yeah, of this stuff is from Facebook like. Marketplace. <laughs> so I cannot help you. But it's just more, it gets really overwhelming. So yeah. I would see like if I weren't offering them up, like if I was just, I was like, a, I was perceived as a constant advertisement or I owed people links mm-hmm. constantly, that would be challenging. That would be challenging on both ends, though, because I get it. Like, as yeah, the side on the other side. I do hate it, though, when people the few times where people just say link, you know, that. In a, oh, like, uh, wait, when they DM you asking and they just say it like that. Yeah. Just like, yeah, a, like a link, please. Or mm-hmm. not even a link. Not not please. Sorry. They just like yeah. link. I mm-hmm. want that link. Mm-hmm. And that that does bother me that that culture of because so I guess it can go both ways. But that like. I, I deserve this. Like, give me the link because I follow yeah. you too. No, it does. Like, let me be clear. It goes both ways. Like, I also get annoyed when an audience acts like they're owed everything about someone's life. You're mm-hmm. not. It does go both ways. Well, but I think your point is fair, though. Like, if someone traditionally does share more links mm-hmm. and they get frustrated that people don't know, like, to know it, I do not. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know how to use, like, to know it as a consumer. Like, I don't have that app on my phone. I don't know how to look for someone and find their stuff. And I think a lot of people are like that. Like, that that's, seems a little out of touch uh, from your mm-hmm. audience. So mm-hmm. I'm with you there. And anything else you can think of about what rubs you the wrong way? Um... I know that not really. Yeah, I think you're a really fair consumer. Um, I I I think I really are. (laughs) You're you're you really are, which is one of the things I love about you. Um, because I yeah, whenever I've shied away from like sharing things or selling things, but like this is what your platform can be for too. It's not an end or so. You've always been good for me. I guess what what I don't appreciate about influencers sometimes is when I feel like they live a life that is so unrelatable to mine. Like that's Hmm. when it's hard for me. And Hmm. that's my own issue. That's me. I think that's just on me. But I think there are some that are more about that. Like I want to show you my luxurious, beautiful lifestyle. And it just came so easily. 
And that's like apparent to me whenever I click on a link to like a one they do share. And a lot of times I click just to see how much that thing cost. Oh, yeah. Like how much was that? Price? Yeah. Don't we all? That I mean, people need thing. to be on. Yeah. 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 And so that's 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 one of the things that can be hard for me when it's like only about let me share my wealth instead of let me be a real human. And yeah, some of the things I have are expensive and I'm not going to shy away from sharing those with you. But what just seems like consistently unrelatable, that's hard for me. Um, And I think the other thing is just like objectification altogether. I sound like such such as my my nose is in the air. But just Mm -hmm. when I feel like there are some influencers where it's just about their bodies and that it's not those aren't those aren't people I follow. And that's where you're like, you get to choose who you follow and what yeah. their content is for. So it really comes back a lot of these issues that I have to me. Yeah. Darn, darn interesting. It. <laughs> that's okay. Why that's does normal. that happen? Okay, that's well, normal. let's kind of Yeah, you're right. You're right. Again, you're such a fair person. <laughs> let's switch gears and talk about what we do appreciate about influencing. And I'm gonna start this off just because I feel like I've been pretty negative <laughs> up to this point. As we've talked about this, and as I was preparing for this, I realized I had this definition of influencers, and it actually was very refined and a very small niche that very few people could actually fit into. So like when I was thinking about who are my favorite influencers, I had a hard time because I was like, well, no, this person talks about reading, and I love it, but they also sell a lot of stuff. Oh, are they an influencer? Or are they like a content creator or a thought leader? And I started to kind of split hairs. Yeah. And this is where I had to like take my own examination that we've kind of done here and like just zoom out a little bit and just kind of open the doors up a little bit more and also remove the fears behind this this title altogether and just say like, yeah, people who sell and also create a lot of content are some of my favorite people to follow. And why is because one, I really trust them with what they do share. They might sell something on their stories every day. But I trust them because they have years of trust built behind that, where I know they don't just accept anybody. Mm-hmm. And the things they are selling are often things they've used for a long time and talked about for a long time. And if it's That's something new, key. I trust them. Yeah, that is yeah. so key. So I think I appreciate when influencers value that trust and take it mm. seriously. That's and I don't care it. how much they sell as long as that relationship is there. And I know I can trust them and they're careful about their recs. I also love when influencers have a lot to teach me. So Mm -hmm. like Home and Kind is one of those ones where I had to zoom out and be like, I guess I would have to include her under the influencer umbrella, even though my first refined niche, it wouldn't have been her. But Mm -hmm. she talks a lot about home and organization and systems and simplifying. We've had her on the show. This is Brittany Hanks. But she also sells a lot there too. And she brings a lot of value to my life. So I think for me, it comes down to trust and value even outside the selling pieces. And I also do love it when they choose to highlight a a special cause. And that doesn't mean they have to highlight every cause Mm -hmm. online or what's going on in the world. I don't feel like they have to share every Kickstarter that comes their way or anything like that. But if they do have something more that you can see they're trying to give back or to raise awareness of something, I really love that people would use their platform for something outside of their brand. So those those are my thoughts about you. I, I agree with all that, all of that, like consistency over everything, even consistency and yeah. like sharing about a special cause. If you follow someone for a while and you could be like, oh, these are the things they care about, 
these are the things they use, like then I tend to trust their recommendations if I can easily identify what they usually like to talk about. So I agree with that. Um, and then I, I think what I also love about influencing as a profession is that it's, I mean, mostly women that have been able to make careers out of something that I think is already a natural part of female friendship. Yeah. And I'm talking about sharing recommendations, sharing funny things, life hacks. Like I, like if I make a recipe I love, I'm like immediately sending that to my mom and sister. Oh, you guys should try this. And you know, if my mom tried some hair oil and then she sends it to us, oh, I really love this. Like to me, that is sort of something that naturally happens amongst friends. Yeah. And these people have just monetized it and are sharing it with more people. And I, I think that's cool that that is an industry now. Well, speaking of that, that's such an excellent point. One of the realizations I've had, I'm glad we've had to prepare for this a little bit. I've had to really question where my own ick factor comes when people call me an influencer or ask about me in that role. Is I realized, I think a lot of what we do is kind of infantile or downplay the power of this industry and how mm -hmm. much it does matter and the power of a female consumer. And I was thinking about this because if we're going to, you know, broaden that definition a little bit, and it's more like anyone online who's creating content, who's sharing about themselves and what matters in their lives, they're teaching things if they want to, they have thoughts, they also sell. Anyway, if we're to broaden that, it makes me see some of the problems that we have when we when we make fun of or we downplay influencers or we just demonize them in general. And this is coming up because I I coach women on business. And one of the big factors that come up as they're transitioning to marketing more online and having to appear more online is mm. the judgment they get from their family members or their friends or people in their neighborhood. And some of the like people who real are closest life. to them, yeah. they're real life people who are embarrassed that they're trying, like in quotes, to be an influencer or they just are like, who are you going to change as a person? And that's when I've had to like coach these women through this and be like, you have to validate this is where your audience is and this is how you market. This is good business. You're not wasting your time and as long as you're doing it intentionally. Mm -hmm. You're not wasting your time. You're not going to become someone you're not. You can do things your own way and still be here online. And having those conversations with some women have made me realize that I think we do this a lot to the industry in general. But I, I was also thinking, what other industry does this out there where they give mm. so much for free? Like yeah. if I like Cheez-Its, they don't send me a little package of Cheez-Its every day so that I'll yeah. go buy a box of Cheez-Its every now and yeah. then. Like no other industry does this. And part of me is like, you know, in one way that's like they're doing that because this industry is primarily women and we need to be more of service. But the other part of me is like, I love being of service, though, in that way, too. Sure. I love mm -hmm. that I can give so much for free and help so many people without them ever having to necessarily raise their hand, although I would like them to, so that I can help them deeper and faster ways. So, whoa, I guess I had a lot to say on that topic. There, there, No, there, there's a lot. There's a lot. Because I just want to, to those people who are like, oh, I'm worried what my friends think. I would just be like, well, that's a them problem. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I mean, and that's kind of um, like a silly answer because there's more to it. But 
I don't think that's silly. I, I think mean, that's what the, other people think the is ultimate their problem. Answer. You know, that is the ultimate answer. I don't know. It's yeah. making me think differently overall. Like, okay, maybe I need to do a better job of a consumer of validating the work they're doing and choosing who I'm following because of what I like, how they're showing up and how they're in alignment with what I want and need. Even if mm-hmm. I just follow someone because they're funny. There's yeah. This, this runner girl that I don't can't even run. And I follow yeah. her just because she's funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have like, yeah, I agree with that. Random people I follow for different reasons that maybe aren't even their main niche thing, yeah. but I like something else they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about who you do like. Who's on your top list? Okay. So we had had some questions we were going to touch on. So to prepare for this, I was like opened by Instagram to like see, uh-huh. you know, who actually comes up. And there's people like I followed in like different seasons of my life. Right. And yeah. that's, I want to emphasize that to people too. Like if someone is not for you anymore, you just unfollow them. And like, yeah. that that's okay to go, to go in and out. Anyway, so I'll just touch on where I'm at right now. I had to say like Amber Phillips blog was one of the first blogs that I ever read. I think, I think me and her are the same age. Um, yeah. And she started blogging like college. So I, I have just like always read her blog. And then, you know, now she's on Instagram, of course, and her businesses and stuff. So anyway, so that's like a long one that I've kept up with. Um, and then I really like one I found more recently. She's called Mad About Food and she's oh, recipes. Oh, yeah. do you follow her? Yeah, because she uh-huh. is like eating disorder recovered. Yeah. And and she talks about that a little bit, but like her and her wife just had a baby and she talks about kids stuff and they do like taste tests and she's a fun one. Yeah. Um, and then Liz P. Woods is one that me and my sister love. She's like our pop culture guru. She just is like super funny. Um, and she always has like lots of stories. So if you ever just want to read like funny tweets, she always has good ones. But she works a separate full-time job. And that's also true of another person I like, things I, things I bought and liked. Do you know who that is? She's totally no. anonymous. I'm going to totally, Yeah. Things oh, I really? bought and liked is totally anonymous. Well, no one knows her name. Like she lives in Texas and she shows like her mouth to her ear. But she doesn't show like her face or her family or anything. Um, so like, she, has, like, she goes like no, this? No. No, like, she doesn't talk. If she needs to show her lipstick or like an earring, it's just like oh. this much. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't talk. Um, she has like 500,000 followers, I think, because she does a huge Giving Tuesday thing that's like okay. super fun. Um, but, she, but her and Liz work other full-time jobs, which I think is interesting because then they can kind of come and go on Instagram and use it to monetize where they want. And there, there is something to be said for that. People who Instagram's their only revenue stream versus mm-hmm. people who work other jobs, but that's different. Yeah, that's a whole thing. Um, and then Ariel Laurie is another um, podcaster, Instagrammer that I like. And she like she's married to Chuck Laurie, like the producer of Big Bang Theory. So they, oh, wow. would, she would be one who leads like a totally aspirational life. But I guess that doesn't bother me. Not, yeah. not that I'm something special, but like I already know that. Like I already know following her, listening to her. The things she does and buys aren't going to be things I do and buy, but it's like still fun to hear about. Um, and I just like the way she talks like openly, um, maybe about like style or she'll talk openly about like yeah. plastic surgery. It's just like interesting to me. So, okay. Well, you introduced me to a few people <laughs> now. Yeah. 
Good. If, if I'm thinking about my own roots were blog reading. Yeah. And so a lot of my people initially were like the the Mormon bloggers, like the Mormon tabernacle Same. bloggers. Yeah. The Mor- and so that's kind of carried on. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I'm like thinking that the people, I mean, I really, I still Google every couple months is love taza naomi okay? davis i know yes. i know i know yeah I she was like rock her. when she was rockstar diaries i followed yeah. her blog yep yeah i always am just trying to check in with her to just say like i really miss her i loved following her online and she was like one of the first to really make this career and yeah. i'm thinking like design mom was another huge yep. one that i read forever and now follow religiously on instagram and there's others that I didn't know back in the blog time, but are kind of similar. And I'm like, wow, I didn't realize how still entrenched I am to all of this. But these are the people I love are like Meg Miles and Olivia Gochner and Ballerina Farm. There's also Tara Newton. And and she talks about like just her family of, of five and a lot of more style and house stuff. OK, I don't um, know her. Yeah, she's her. really big there. And the uh, I, and this is where I get like if I brought in the definition, I mean, the people I look at every single day, like. Home and Kind and Everyday Reading and Merrick's Art, who I love to learn oh, style Oh, I from. like her style too, yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because Jansen and Merrick and I were on a study abroad together in London. And so we were all reading each other's blogs yeah. soon after we came home. And it's so cool to see like how they've evolved from there because they stuck cool. with it. I mean, maybe if Brad, uh, Brad sorry, was our blog writer and if he had kept it up, I mean, maybe <laughs> he could have been our our, our uh, influencer member of the family but um and i guess rosie card is one too she sells here and there but she's mostly that about like thought and discussion and south at fatty has a ton of discussions mm-hmm. and okay and one she's I just funny wanted to, too she's really funny yeah mm-hmm. the, i guess the one i kind of wanted to end on is sarah tripp i had her on the mm-hmm. show a long time ago red yeah what was it red, i remember li- sassy lipstick. red lipstick there yeah. we go sassy red lipstick um I'll just, I'll say really bluntly, like her husband's a different personality, but for her, I really, I, I, I think she's a, um, more real than a lot of people are at her status in life and also status online. And as she loves like the makeup and the designer stuff, but she'll also just as often show up with no makeup and sweatpants and sharing about like, you know, something that didn't go well that day, you know? So mm-hmm. I really, I really like her. And She's very nice. Like, she's a very oh, yeah. nice person, mm-hmm. Um, like, just from my interactions with her. So I'm just thinking back, like, when my fourth was born and he had bowel surgery, like, yeah. she sent me messages to make sure he oh, was wow. doing okay. Like, she checked in. And I was like, whoa, yeah. I didn't even know you would care. So it was She's really about great. to have so twins. I know. I just, oh, I feel. Twins. I feel so All much twin moms. Oh, I just, We yeah. respect you. Yeah. Like on bended knee, like respect. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, I feel like I could go on and on, especially if I look on my feed and I just say like, you know what? I get so much from these people and I learn so much from them. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of wrap up with some thoughts on this not okay. tidy conversation. And, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I've evolved throughout this conversation and then the prep for it. You know, I've kind of had to own like influencing is one, a job and it takes a lot of work. And I've known that, but I want to validate it better. And I think it's also tricky. I think it's tricky for the creators and it's also tricky for the consumers. I don't think all influencers are equal, but it's a genuine industry. It takes work and we can value and respect their work and also be selective about who we are following 
and why. Those are my neat and tidy thoughts. Do you have some? I'm sure mm-hmm. you do. <laughs> well, I have an interesting role because I feel like I've really seen the behind the scenes of what I would call, we'll call it content creation. I kind of been yeah. your assistant for several years. Let, let's own it. I'll just say, yeah, it. yeah. I, I'm an influencer. I'll yeah. say it. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Yes. You have monetized content. content. It's good. And I have always emphasized to you that I think monetizing your content is 100% acceptable, especially because what you put out is free for people to consume. I I consume so much free content. If they want to throw in a sponsored ad and it's like for Windex, and even if that feels random, great. I love it. Double double tap. And then because Windex pays them so that I can consume like free content, right? And I'm I'm fine with that. I support that. And I I enjoy the content people put out. I think fortunately I can be pretty objective when I need to. So if I need to every so often go through and and like unfollow people that I'm just not Driving vibing with. with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I notice I'm like wanting to buy too many things or if I'm starting to compare myself, I just unfollow. It doesn't doesn't need to be a big fuss. I don't need to say anything mean to them because you don't announce it your departure? No. <laughs> this isn't an airport. Um, it doesn't mean anything about them if I need to unfollow them. It, it means yeah. something about me. And that's that's okay. I encourage more people to like take that inventory from time to time. Sometimes the world is heavy. Life is very busy. If I want to scroll and I'm just interested in what these other girls are up to for a few moments, I think that's okay. Awesome. Oh, I've loved this. This is one fun to talk to you. Two, fun <laughs> to see that we can have a good conversation and also learn a lot and maybe have different thoughts by the end of it, which is always helpful. Um, and so next month we're gonna have another one on more personal, another casual convo. We have a lot of potential topics we're thinking of. Um, one on my list, and you can think about one that you may, might be ready to talk about too, not right away, but just on your yeah. your list of brainstorming. I I know I want to talk about aging. I want to talk about grocery shopping. Um, I want to talk about like kids' activities and just how we handle them. What's on top of mind for those you? Are... Like, we have to have a combo about this. The, those are good. I agree with all of those. I mean, I'm putting you I on don't, the spot. I don't even. I don't even have any to add. We what? just got a thumbs down. I know. Sign, what, I know. What is that from? My like uh, squad cast just gave me a thumbs down. <laughs> okay. I feel good. All right. Well, good about that. that. We, well, we'll give you time and then you can share some more. But if you have potential topics that you'd like us to talk about on casual convos, just email me at hello at aboutprogress.com. Thank you so much for being a supporter of the show and being a BFF for us and being part of this premium podcast. It means so much. And we'll see you. We'll see you next week. Bye. If you liked what you heard today, then you'll love More Personal, our new premium podcast that is both private and ad-free for the highest two levels of supporters of About Progress. As a special treat all January, we are airing More Personal episodes to the greater public, but come February, they'll be back to being exclusive. You can explore the three levels of support, their special benefits, and sign up as a supporter at aboutprogress.com support. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.